We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure. Than me. But in the New Testament, we are to do the same. 
and it's known as the epistles. You will find it in First and Second Timothy and Titus. They're known as epistles because they provide instruction on how this church, how this church should be won by God. We have to acknowledge God as a church. Jesus is seen in the book of Revelation as walking along the middle of the churches. It wasn't just symbolic, it was literal. That Jesus is right here right now. And I'm glad he is because he probably had his socks pulled off this morning and the worship has been going on. It's just been lovely to be in his presence. But he's right here in the midst and he's actually saying who's running this church. And he said to give you some help, pastors and elders. Read the epistles which I've given you. But also for your own life. How you pick elders, how you pick deacons, how you run your life. There's things for women, there's things for men, there's things for children. The wonderful thing about God, He has not left us without something to go to where we can find instructions for life. And it's in the Bible. It's not in commentaries, it's in the Bible. That's where you find your source of being able and since I believe the Bible is the source for me, and for this church, and every time I'm trying to do something in this church while I have been here, I'm trying to go with the epistles because they have guided me. I want us to go back to a guy we talked about some weeks ago, who tried everything he wanted in life and found it was useless and famous. His name was Solomon, and they said that he was wise, but he was wise. He was wise when he said this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Live not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. And He shall direct your paths. You see, it's one thing to say something, but it's another thing to do. You see, the Bible says, Be not listeners only, but be doers. And Solomon said, Oh, this is a fantastic bit of scripture here. But he put it down, and he was right. But he then left it and decided that he was going to research in his own way. And he had to come back to the point in life where he said this, without God, life is useless. Decisions in life should not be made without the consultation of God. That's what I believe as a follower of Jesus. I believe that he has planned our lives. And God says, acknowledge him in all thy ways and he shall direct your paths. The confidence is in this. That if we see God, God will provide a way, it may not be our way, but He will take us on the journey of life. I like the Lion King. Anyone seen the Lion King? Yes, right. Apparently the, the show's even better on there. But anyway, I saw the Lion King. And the song, of course, was written, I'm not sure it was written by John Hill was, but it's called, it's called The Source of Life. That's the, that's the beginning. I think it's called The Source of Life, or something called Life. It's something called Life. And I want to tell you something. The life is when God is directing your life, your path. Because God says, listen, the big question is, will you trust me and obey me? Because it is necessary to be guided by God to trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. We've got to come to a point in life 
where we not just say things, but we actually lose. On the day before his 52nd birthday, Abraham Lincoln left Springfield, Illinois, to become President of the United States. With the threat of civil war looming, he said goodbye to his friends and neighbours who would come to see him go. I now leave you, he says, and not knowing when or whether ever I may return. The task that's before me is greater than that which rested upon George Washington. Without the assistance of the divine being, I cannot succeed. With that assistance, though, I cannot fail. Trusting in him who can go with me and remain with me and be everywhere for our good, let us confidently hope that with all our will to put our prayers and cares into him. He was a man who was going to be president of a, a great power like the United States. But he recognized that he had to acknowledge God in all his ways. I cannot do this without the assistance of the divine being. And you can't either. You cannot live your life successfully without the assistance of the divine being. But you can be successful. Because success is not based on worldly achievements. Success is based on trusting and obeying God wherever he has called you. And at the end of your life, if you've never had success in what the world thinks, and the only satisfaction you've known is that you have done what God has called you, you are a success. Because one day the beamer, that's where things will be worried about. We shall all stand before God. On another day in verse 23, he shall then give out what we have done for him. And he says this, Things that man give you are perishable. But the things that I have for you are imperishable. I has not seen, the ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has for those who love him. Lincoln knew that trusting the Lord was his going to be his greatest success. So what have we got to do as we wrap this up? The first thing we've got to do is fear the Lord. That is not being terrifying of God. But it is a reverent awe of worship. Response of faith to God as he reveals himself in creation. In your daily reading. Do you magnify the name of God just here when we sing in thee? Or is every day a day of time you spend where you thank God for His grace, His mercy, His love? That's what the fear of the Lord means in Hebrew. I'll repeat that because we need to understand it's a reverent, worshipful response of faith what we've seen God do in our lives. How many can testify of God's amazing grace? Then hmm? he deserves to be worshipped Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, I struggle with this. Then God, God revealed something to me. He said, He said, You do it. He said, How? He said, Well, look at Colossians. Colossians says this Sing praise of hymns of worship to me. Admonish one another and sing 
And I looked that up. And every time you are singing a song to God, you're praising Him. You're worshiping. And I, I'm serious. So, well, I'm going along in the car now. I don't know the Beatles or things like that. Now, and it's Chris Tolman or something like that. You sing worship songs. So you are doing me. You're feeling the Lord. You're giving back to God the worship that's due to His great name. And that's why singing is so important. Paul said, sing your heart out, bow it unto the Lord. Sing, sing, sing. Isaiah 54 says, sing, O barren woman. What do you mean, sing, I'm barren? Sing, O barren woman. The days are coming when you'll be fruitful. But sing in the barrenness. Sing, sing, sing. And so, I'm singing all day. I'm not singing a loud song. Nobody needs to worry. But I sing a heart. And I, this week, the song has been every day, 10,000 reasons. <laughs> Everyone or woman. And this week hasn't been, a, well, it's been an awful week this week. We're not going to go down that path. But I got up this morning, and this morning I think, oh, I'm going to go up this morning. And the song came straight to me. 10,000 reasons. Hard to sing. The Lord bless the Lord. Lord worship His holy name. Those of you YouTube, you can see why this church is But listen, there's something about singing and worshipping God as you go about your daily business. And God says, the first thing I want is that. That's fear of the Lord. That's saying, I know how awesome you are, Lord. And I'm responding. When I see the sunset, all the sunset. And the sun settling on the stadium of life. Then sings my soul, my Savior God. I mean, never look at the sunset. You just want to burst. And, and, and you know, we went to a place called Sparty Lee once. And we, you remember, we're looking at the stars. You remember that night? It was one of those nights, you know, where the, every star is so visible. And we're looking at the cloud with the Milky Way and the Marathon and the Mars, whatever they are. Listen, listen, and look at that and thought, how can there not be a God? And you want to burst in your worship. So you see, if you see it every day, in your spirit, in your soul, you're fearing the Lord, you're giving to God. This is what we dare as we finish this week. It is a reverent awe of the worshipful response of faith to the God who's revealed himself to each other. And if you say, well, I have nothing I've got to reveal himself to you, yes, you have, because you're born in the family of God. And if that's not enough to know you're eternally secure in God, I don't know what bonus you're looking for. Because if nothing else comes in your life, to know that when you close this day, you will be in eternity with a God who loves you forevermore. And a lot doesn't want to make you sing. I don't know what will. I'm saved by grace alone. This is all my plea. 
Jesus died for all mankind. But Jesus died for me. Isn't that lovely? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You want to be wise, Solomon? Start every morning singing to Jesus. Don't go into the botany field. Don't do all this stuff, Solomon. First thing to do, every morning, please, go and just sing a song to Jesus. Sing a song. There's a man called Ian White who has put all the songs in songs. Great man, Ian White. And they're all available for you. You can download them on YouTube, you can download them. And he just puts wonderful songs in the songs. And you can sing along. And you will get encouragement to sing to Jesus. Colossians chapter 3, I believe. Colossians chapter 3. Sing! Just beginning of this. And then he said, listen. Have a respect to listen and a swiftness to obey. Because God wants us to obey what He gives us. Not just to listen, He wants us to be a doer. So we're going to finish. That Solomon had the wisdom, but he didn't walk. And if we don't walk and acknowledge God, how would earth be used to be So I want to leave you with three things. What is this path of life? This path in my Bible is direction, decision, and determination. The Hebrew word is yasha for direct. It means to be straight. It means to be right. It means to be upright, pleasing. It means that I will make my life as upright and as honest with integrity. That I will walk the path that God has now called me to. Because that is the path that God has spoken. And it's going to be a conflict to the world which now is alienating us. But I have to tell you this. When God reveals himself in the scripture, he wants you to direct by listening. By having that word to be straight and upright in all our dealings. In all our dealings. Are we people of known integrity? Do we pay our taxes? Do we always look out loopholes? What I'm saying is, are we people who are honest and upright and full of integrity? Because that's where our path starts. It paths by having the direction in life that says, I'm a follower of Jesus. And Jesus never walked up on the path. We can't be a follower of Jesus walking the path of life unless our direction is that we are going to walk an upright, pleasing life. And that's why we ask God every morning, God, will you direct my path? In other words, straighten me out, God. If I'm on the wrong path today, show me. I'm honest. <coughs> show me, God. If I'm going down a road which you don't want me to take, then put a block on that road and take me down the road which you want me to take. And the answer say, well, this is a bit strange, but I'm telling you, if we want to be successful in following Jesus, we've got to sing to God, we've got to fear God, but we've got to walk on the path of which he has sinned. The second thing is you want to make it, oh this is what Vernon Gear says about guidance. God will direct by clearing obstacles away. That's what Margaret said today. Which I thought could not be moved. You see if I'm asking God to straighten my path out, I believe God can move any obstacle and raise any obstacle that man might put in my way. I believe God can move that instantly of his way. Do you believe it? Do you believe that? I read it from Romans chapter 8. What can wait between you 
If you directly <coughs> speaking God for your life, I'm telling you this, that man might put a stumbling block, but God will remove the stumbling block because God is interested that every day we direct our lives and our paths to Him. He directs by delaying things. Sometimes he keeps us waiting long after we know that we should be doing something. And I tell you what, the Apostle Paul tried to go to every city he could and the Spirit of God wouldn't let him. And then one day he had a dream called the Macedonia dream. But he tried everywhere. Sometimes God gives you a promise and that promise doesn't come filled straight away. But he's directing you by actually delaying. He directs you by uniqueness. Sometimes things can happen that Overnight, he directs my encouragement, and this is one that I didn't like. He directs sometimes by being disappointed. Sometimes he hasn't given me what I've asked for, and I always know what I want. But sometimes in life that doesn't happen. And all seriousness, I know what I want now for my life. We can live. In business and disappointments, when our lives are not going the way we have planned, and yet we say that we're followers of Jesus. And all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. So that takes me out of the equation, doesn't it? And sometimes God has had to disappoint me because I'm going down the wrong road. Finally, you have to make a decision. You have to trust that God actually knows what to do. That's a conscious statement that saying Janet Madison will depend upon God's tomorrow or her direction in life. And she will trust him. No matter what it seems absolutely illogical. That's what trust is. Trust is totally saying, I will put all that I have on Jesus. I want to tell you something. I went to a pharmacy. But first I went to the doctor. This is what this is what I want to take in consideration. I go to a doctor. I can't pronounce the name by the way. Can't pronounce the doctor's name. He sits down there, I can hardly understand what he's saying. He then writes me a prescription which I can't read. <laughs> he signed it with a signature that <laughs> that little girl there looks right there. <laughs> I take it to a pharmacist who looks at it, ponders over it, and then goes and puts some pills in a box. It says, "Take those two times a day." I go home. I open the box up. I swallow the tablets, and drink them, and think all as well. I have had been told faith, I don't know the, the doctor well, I don't know his signature, he could have been writing marijuana, he could be writing anything. I don't know, you trust them, don't you? You go and you trust the doctor's signature, you hand it to the pharmacist, the pharmacist gives you some tablets and you don't start arguing with the pharmacist, you take what the pharmacist says on the label. And yet, why do we have a problem with Jesus? That's a bold illustration. I'm prepared to trust a doctor I don't know, a signature I can't read, a chemist that I've never been to, some signature on a tablet box, and I never sit down and question any of those people. Yeah. 
serious. But God gives us something, and the first thing we want to do is question. And all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct. So I'm just going to finish now with this. Is God trustworthy? Absolutely. I'm asking him, is God trustworthy? Second question, are you really willing then to let God guide your own? That's a guy who built the pole for 120 years and they took the mickey out of him every day. Those of you doing the Bible college tomorrow, we are talking to pick your ear old faith and we're going to talk about it. Noah built a boat on dry land where there had never been rain for 120 years. He stood on the word of God as they laughed. Hey, no rain today, mate. No black clouds in the snow. How's the boat going, mate? For 120 years. Well, the rain did come. And he started singing, I am saved. <laughs> but he trusted God for 120 years. I am asking you this morning. 120 years a man, but he's complete confidence. Trust in the Lord with all Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. And that's my decision as I leave. Am I going the way God has called me to go? Or am I trying to manipulate God as I have been? This is what I want. Joshua said this as I close. As for me and my house, I love him. I love him too. Is that what I want to say? Would we say, As for me, would Kevin and Randy Simon say, As for me and this house, will serve the Lord. But I don't know what Lord he wants to take you now. He could give you a promise that never comes true in the sense of years and years of wait, but it will come true. He may tell me to do something totally illogical. I'll be willing to get up in the morning and sing a song to God of reverence and worship. I want to say this. God says, cast all your care upon me. Yes. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. I found it so. The hymn writer, as I said, said, just simply trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus. Trust and obey. And I'm leaving you with this. Lean not on your own understanding. The Hebrew word for lean it means I'm resting on a solid piece of rock. It can't move. It's unshakable. That's what the word lean means. It doesn't mean we're lean and we've got like a terrible piece. It means that we fully trust God, therefore we lean on Him as a solid one. And the hymn writer put it like this. 
Oh, what fellowship. Oh, what joy divine. Leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness. What a peace of mind. When I'm leaning on the everlasting arms. And I'm leaning, leaning, leaning. Safe and secure from all Leaning, leaning on the everlasting I am resting everything I on my soul. His name is Jesus. And whatever happens, I want to follow him. By all my ways, I acknowledge him. So he can direct my paths that I might be the man that God wants me to be. And to do, I need to live on the everlasting arms of God. Trust me that He will direct my paths because He cares for me. Because He knows me. Because He will see me through. David will play the video. 